keep it easy for you with just one verse. He made known his ways unto Moses. That's God. God made known his ways unto Moses, his acts unto the children of Israel. He made known his ways to Moses, but his acts unto the children of Israel. I want to preach to you today from this title, which was and is and is to come. Amen. When you put your Bibles down, why don't we just go before the Lord and pray, Lord Jesus. Lord, we thank you, God, for this time, this opportunity, Lord, that we can come and gather together here. Lord, we ask you, Jesus, to prepare our hearts, anoint our ears, our hearts, to receive your word, and let us respond, God. Let us not just be hearers of your word, God, but let us be doers also. In Jesus' precious name that we pray, amen, amen, amen. Let's, you may be seated this morning. Amen. We all have had that special day that it seemed that everything came together. The stars aligned and the heavens opened up. The day was perfect. And our only wish was that it wouldn't end. Anybody have days like that? Some days you're like, God, hurry up and end this day. There are some days you're like, man, I don't want this day to end. Um. We, want, we don't want it to expire and that it would stretch out. God, stretch out this day and make it longer because it's such a great day. And maybe it was more than a day. Maybe you've had multiple of those days. Hopefully we all have had many countless days like that. Maybe it was a week or maybe it was a vacation, a special vacation that you wished would never end. Those are the memories that automatically draw a smile to our face. We cherish those days, those memories. We'll never forget them. But living under the constraints of this thing called time, we know that things don't last forever. Events don't endure that they eventually expire. And that wonderful time, which is, becomes, which was. And we have to return to reality, and as much as we want to hold on to that day, the sun has set on that day. But the good news is, is that the sun arises on a new day. And we are given a new day full of life, full of hope, full of opportunities to make more memories and to add even more smiles to that uh, bank and to uh, that have accumulated in our life and we enjoyed which was but now we are given the present which is and I want to make the best of which is I want to make the best of now today and not get lost in yesterday or tomorrow even though yesterday was great and last week may have been wonderful and last year was the best year ever, they have become which was. And Psalms 118 says, This is the day which the Lord hath made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. We still have a reason to rejoice for today. God has made this day and allowed us to be in it 
That means he has a reason for us being here. He's got a plan for our life. He's got a purpose for you and a place for you in this day. Otherwise, why would you be here? And I'm not just talking about church. Just why would you be, why would you be alive if God didn't have a plan for you? It's not like we get lost in the, in the, the, the mechanics of the universe and just kind of get shoved off to the side. No, if, if you're still breathing today, I believe that God has something for you, and it is on us to figure out and to connect with Jesus Christ. Say, God, what, it is, what is it that you want for me today? Where do you want to lead me today? What do you want me to do? And so we should rejoice in this day that the Lord has made. Rejoice in the things which is. I know the grammar police are going crazy right now. Just give me a pass today. But however long or short our days may feel, the Bible tells us that there is a, an event coming. There is a day that will never end, a day where the sun will not set because there will not even be a sun to set on that day. Revelation 21 says, In the city hath no need of the sun, neither of the moon to shine in it. Why? For the glory of God did lighten it, and the Lamb is the light of it. There's coming a day that's never going to end. The sun's not going to come down because there's not going to be a sun. The light that we're going to see is from the glory of the Lamb of God of Jesus Christ. And that's the day that's going to last forever and all of eternity. Even more details are given about this time period. Revelation 7, they, they shall hunger no more, neither thirst anymore, neither shall the sun light on them, nor any heat. Thank God for that. For the Lamb which is in the midst of the throne shall feed them and shall lead them unto the living fountains of water, and God shall wipe away every tear from their eyes. I don't know about you, but that's the event that I'm looking for. I don't want that day to end. And the Bible says that's not going to end. It's going to go on for eternity and last forever. And let me tell you, it's not going to end, but it will go on forever. As great as the days that we've had on this earth, they're, nothing, they're not even worthy to be compared to the glory that's going to be revealed in us on that other side. Amen. That is just one of the reasons that we have to rejoice today. Because we are one day closer to that great day happening. One day closer to the return of Jesus Christ. One more day closer to walking on streets of gold and to having every tear wiped away from our eye and no more pain. One more day closer. That's just one reason that we have to rejoice for today that God has given us. But we can't be stuck on which was. Our focus cannot be on yesterday. It has to be on the here and now. And we have to be looking at which is. Because today could be the day where that trumpet sounds. And we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. That event is not something which was, but it is something which is possible today. And so we should learn from our past and look towards our future. But we need to live for today. 
Live for which is, live for right now. Somebody uh, said, yesterday is history. Tomorrow is a mystery. Today is a gift of God, which is why we call it the present. Today is the gift that God has given us, another day to worship him and to glorify him. And so if we are active and live for which is, we won't regret which was or which wasn't. And we won't be worrying about what is to come because we are focused on what is. We're focused on now. Get a hold of God today. It doesn't matter what tomorrow has if we're getting a hold of God today. Matthew 6.34 says, Jesus said, Take therefore no thought for the morrow, for the morrow shall make thought for the things of itself. Jesus said tomorrow can become a distraction for today. And if we are so anxious about what might happen tomorrow, then we get nothing done today because we're worthless. Our mind's in tomorrow, not today where we need to be focused on driving straight. But Jesus said that in, in verse 34, because if we do take thought for the morrow, then there's going to have an effect. It's going to affect the verse before, verse 33. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. How can you seek the kingdom of God today if you're thinking about tomorrow and trying to figure tomorrow out? You can't do it. And so if we're thinking about tomorrow, today is going to suffer. What good are we right now, here in this moment, if our mind is stuck in the past or stuck in the future? If God wants to do something right here, right now in the service, the only way that's going to happen is if he connects with somebody who has their faith in their hand and is ready to release it today. And if we are holding on to our faith for some future event, for some future service, oh, maybe next week will be it. We're holding on to our faith for next week or next time. Um, uh, oh, God will heal me one day. He'll touch me one of these days. That doesn't sound like what is faith. That doesn't sound like today's faith. It sounds like, oh, just some faith somewhere out in the, in the future. And how can you ever reach out and grab a hold and use that faith if, if you don't even know when it's good for? And so if I don't reach out and touch him now, I may not have a tomorrow. See, we, we know that. We understand life's a vapor. We're not promised tomorrow. But I think our lives don't really always reflect that belief. Because if we really believe that today was our last day and we didn't, if I didn't get a hold of Jesus Christ today, I may not have a tomorrow. I think things would change. We might respond a little bit differently to worship having, after having find out that was your last worship service. And so if I don't grab a hold of his garment in, uh, in this opportunity today, I may not get another chance. Believing like that will change the way you live and walk for Jesus Christ. That is some now faith. That is some what is faith. I think we have the faith to release God to do what he wants to do. But I think maybe we think that, oh, there will be another service next week. I don't have to give everything today because, you know, 
Tuesday prayer, Thursday service, next Sunday. Why would I want to release everything today when there's coming a day? And so there's no real urgency for us to step up and step out in our faith and to expend our our faith. Uh, And so church services, which was and is and is to come, there will always be another church service to attend. So many people live their life by that. And that is a dangerous way to live by faith because with our faith pushed so far for what is to come, we don't have much use for what is today, what is right now, the opportunity that God gives to us today. And so that is the danger of living in tomorrow or living in the past is we have no faith for today. We see a woman in the Bible who lived this way, believed this way, John chapter 4 verse 7, there cometh a woman of Samaria to draw water. Jesus saith unto her, give me to drink. For his disciples were gone away into the city to buy meat. And then saith the woman of Samaria unto him. Now let's look at her words, analyze her words and see where she is living. Is she living in the past, present, or future? Thus saith the woman unto, of Samaria unto him, How is it that thou being a Jew askest drink of me, which am a woman of Samaria? For the Jews have no dealings with the Samaritans. Her opening response to Jesus, he says, give me a drink. And what does she respond? Her opening response to Jesus is she immediately tries shutting down this opportunity. Why are you asking me to drink? She's shutting down this opportunity. What are you doing talking to me? The Jews have no dealings with us. This is the way it's always been like this. Jews don't talk to Samaritans. This is the way it's always been. This is the way we've always done things. You don't talk to me. And so she's so stuck in the past, stuck in the traditions, that she has no idea what is happening right in front of her. John 4.10, Jesus answered the sinner, if thou knewest the gift of God and who it is that saith to thee, give me to drink, thou would have asked of him and he would have given thee living water. Had you understand what's standing right in front of you, you would have been asking of me something more special than a cup of water, but your mind was in the past. You're stuck in your traditions and you could not see what was in front of you. All she had to do was just to be present in the moment and draw some water and give it to Jesus because all he asked was, give me a drink. And if she would have just said, okay, if she was aware and sensitive and responded, then Jesus said her soul would have realized what is happening. There's something happening here right now. And then she would have asked Jesus, and he would have gave her living water had she just responded in the now. All of that power was there. All of that anointing was there. All of that living water was there in the present right before her, and she missed it. She missed a miracle. She missed a healing power. She was talking to God, the one which was and is and is to come, talking to him face to face, and she missed out on the what is. 
because she was stuck in the what was. Verse 11, the woman saying unto him, Sir, thou hast nothing to draw water with, draw with, and the well is deep. From whence thou hast thou that living water? Art thou greater than our father Jacob? Still in the past. Still in the past, which gave us this well and drank thereof himself and his children and his cattle. Who are you, mister? Are you greater than my father Jacob? Uh, are you greater than our past, our, 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 our leader, our tradition, living in, in the past? She's stuck in which, which was and still not getting it. Verse 19, the woman saying unto him, Sir, I perceive that thou art a prophet. Our fathers worshipped in this mountain. Here we go again, still in the past. And ye say that in Jerusalem is the place where men ought to worship. She's still stuck. God is still having mercy and saying, come on, lady, let's get with the program here. He's trying to pull her out of the past. Let's let go of that tradition and grab a hold of what's standing right in front of you. And there's something there waiting for you. Verse 21, Jesus saith unto her, Woman, believe me, the hour cometh when ye shall neither in this mountain nor yet at Jerusalem worship the Father. Ye worship, ye know not what. We know what we worship for salvation of the Jews. He said, you really have no clue what's going on. You have no clue. What are you doing? You're just, you're just going through the motions. You're just showing up to church, and you're just singing a few songs and clapping your hands, and, yeah, I'll raise my hands today. That's all you've done, lady, and that's probably all you'll ever do because you're stuck living in the past until your soul wakes up and you realize what is right in front of you. You're in the presence of Almighty God today. You're talking about which was and which is to come. What about now? What about now? What about the power waiting to be released in your life right now? And he goes on, Jesus, verse 23, but the hour cometh and now is. Here's that word, is, which is. It's here, lady. The hour has come. It's present right now. The opportunity is right in front of you. There cometh the hour and now is when the true worshipers shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For the Father seeketh such to worship him. God is a spirit and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. The woman saith unto him, I know that Messiah cometh which is called the Christ, when he has come, he will tell us all things. Here we go, some progress being made. She's no longer talking about the past, but now she's jumped to the future. Oh, the Messiah is going to come someday. Whenever he shows up, he'll tell us everything. Progress is being made. She jumped from which was, but now she is talking about which is to come. She moved from the past to the future and skipped again right over the present, right over what was standing in front of her. Come on, Jesus, don't give up on her. Bring her to see what is, what is standing right in front of her. And he does. Verse 26, Jesus saith unto her, I that speak unto thee am he. 
He reeled it. He brought it back to the present and said, hey, lady, get your mind straight. We're not getting out of the past. Get it out of the future. Let's talk about what's going on right here, right now. I am thee. I am the Messiah. I've come to you. I've shown up right in front of you. It's time for you to get a hold of the opportunity that's waiting for you. Mom, we don't have to wait to worry about tomorrow. We got right now. We got right now. We've got an opportunity to worship the Lord today and to grab a hold of what God has for us today. And when Jesus said that, reality hit that woman like a lightning bolt. Boom. She got knocked into the present. She forgot about the past. She forsook the future. Get that out of way out of here. And she grabbed the hold of what is. What is right in front of me? How do we know that she realized that? The Bible says she dropped her water pot and she ran into the city and told everyone, hey, look, there's an opportunity right now waiting for you right out there at the well. You don't got to worry about tomorrow. Get your mind out of the past. There's something here for you right now. He told them, you don't have to wait. You go ahead and you get a hold of the Messiah today. He's waiting for you right there. You don't got to worry or wait for next Sunday. But God's got something for you right now. What is, is the greatest opportunity you have to get a hold of Jesus. Right now is the opportunity, the best time, the best time to get a hold of Jesus. The best time to repent of your sins is right now. The best time to get baptized in Jesus' name is right now. Don't be putting it off for another service. You may not have the opportunity. Today you have the opportunity to get filled with his spirit. If you haven't got a hold of the Holy Ghost, you can get it today. You should get it today. Because you have not promised tomorrow, the opportunity is right now and to get a hold of the present of what is here today. Verse 39, we see what happened after she forgot about it. She didn't care about her water bucket anymore. All of a sudden, something was more important. And many of the Samaritans of that city believed on him. For the saying of the woman which testified, he told me all that I ever did. And so when the Samaritans were come unto him, they besought him that he would tarry with them. And he abode there two days. Oh, Jesus, the Messiah is here. We're not letting him go. We're going to hold on to him. Stay here. We need the present as long as we can. We're going to grab a hold of you as long as we can. We don't want you to go. We want to take advantage of this opportunity. In verse 41, and many more believed because of his own word. And look, at, look this, is, this is great here, verse 42. And, and said unto the woman, these people that she told about him, they came out and they talked to Jesus. And then they said unto her, now we believe, not because of what you said. I, you, you, you got me. I heard what you said and got me moving. 
uh, not because of what you said, for we have heard him ourselves. We said, oh, if Jesus is there, I want to take advantage of that opportunity. I want to hear with my own ears, with my own eyes. I want to see him and, and, and know that this is indeed the Christ, the Savior of the world. We heard what you said, lady, but we had to see it for ourselves. If the Messiah was there, I want to take advantage of the what is, the moment right now. If the Messiah is here in our city, we're not going to wait around any longer because we don't know when he's leaving. We don't know if he'll ever come back. I don't know if I'll ever get that opportunity again, and so I'm going to take full advantage of that. And so... We aren't going to let the future rob us of our ambition today. We're not going to let our past keep us away from what God has for us today. But we've only got a moment. We aren't promised tomorrow, and so I had better release my faith in the here and now. I better get the most of it here and now while Jesus is near, while the power of God is sitting there, moving in our midst, walking right past our chair. But if our mind is in the past or in the future, You'll miss on the, out on the opportunity, which is just right now. If you've got big plans for God and want to do great things for Him, and you you know when that start, you know when you know when your plans start, they start now. Oh, I'll, you know, next week I'm going to really get serious for God. Oh, tomorrow I'll get really get serious for God. The problem is we always say that, don't we? And it, it's like the New Year's resolution about working out. Oh, this is the year. This is the year. You're, all, you're living in the future. You got to live in the present. And you got to start doing things now. If you want to live for God now, for tomorrow, you got to start living today. One day you'll be doing something great. No, today just go ahead and start doing something great. If you're not doing for something God, for now, then you're not living for him now. How are you going to wake up one day and all of a sudden be great for God? I'm trying to figure that out too. I haven't, I, I haven't found it yet. But what I did find is if I live in the moment, if today I seek after Christ and I seek a hold of Jesus, uh, I know that I'm living at my best very uh, today and what God has for me today. That no matter what happens tomorrow, hey, when tomorrow comes, if he lets me be a part of tomorrow, guess what? I'm going to wake up and I'm going to get a hold of Jesus. That way, no matter what the day brings, that's okay. I got Jesus first. I got Jesus before the day reached me, and so I'm going to be okay. But if, we, but if we put things off, tomorrow or next week, we become ineffective today, we become lazy today, why do I, why am I going to work today when I know I'm going to work tomorrow? And I don't know about you, but uh, when I get down to pray in the morning, it's not like the windows of heaven just open up and just pour out, and you know, there are days like that that's wonderful, but, but with me, and you may be more spiritual than me, so this may not apply to you, but with me, when I get down and I start praying, all of a sudden, I've got memories from 20 years ago just start popping in my mind and, and thinking, why? Why now? It's, it's 4 in the morning. Why do I gotta, why, why that memory coming up? Or, or then you start, your mind starts going the opposite direction. You start thinking about the day or tomorrow, 
And what happens is your mind is in the past or in the future. And what happens is is you're not really praying in the now. And so you want to know why your prayer life and the prayer meeting is probably dead? It's probably because your mind is not in the present. You're probably thinking about something in the future or you're dwelling on memories in the past. And so what happens is we got to cast off that carnal mind that is enmity with God. It's trying to distract you. It's trying to keep you out of the present because it knows if If you ever focus on the here and now, focus, God is right before me. God, here's my needs. I'm going to touch heaven today. I'm going to touch heaven right now. If you get your mind in the now, you'll get a hold of something. But I have found out that my mind is so powerful that it can put my mouth on autopilot. I can just walk around, hallelujah, 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 bless you, Lord, bless you, Lord. I'm saying stuff, I'm praying, but my mind ain't, my mind ain't here. Walking down the aisles and praying and sounding like you're praying and you're saying utterings, vain utterings, but your mind isn't there. I'm just talking about myself here. It's happened to me, it happens to me. And so what happens, I got to, okay, got to, let's, let's focus in here, Phil. Let's, get, let's go ahead. Let's cast off the imaginations, as Paul said. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers, rulers of the darkness of this world, spiritual wickedness in high places. We, we got to pull down the strongholds. What does Paul say? Cast down the imaginations. Those things that are going up in your mind, they're taking you to the future. They're taking you out of the present. And so what happens? you got to get rid of those imaginations. Bind them, pull them down in Jesus' name. Why? So I can focus on the now. And, and casting down every high thing that has exalted itself, things that are built up against, uh, against the word of God, uh, mentalities, mindsets. If you're not in the right mindset, you're not going to be in the present. Taking, taking every thought captive, thoughts can go crazy. Start dwelling on thoughts, and pretty soon you you thought you're you spent 15 minutes in prayer, and you haven't said a word. Your mind just going, "Where's my mind at today?" I tell you what, that's why that's why I can't I can't pray silently. I can't pray in my mind. I got I I personally I gotta pray out loud so I can hear myself. Oh, what am I saying? What am I what what's going on? I've been saying that. I've been, I've been saying that for 15 minutes, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. And if your mind's not there, you're not going to hear yourself. And like, I've been saying this for 15 minutes and, and repeating myself. It's all about being in the present. And uh, can you imagine, it's, it's, so, it's so weird, so funny, sad, but, uh, you know, you get down to pray, it could be, it could be middle of the afternoon, lunchtime, sit down and pray, and all of a sudden you start yawning. I haven't yawned for four hours, but all of a sudden I decide to pray, and all of a sudden I'm yawning. What's going on? Your flesh is trying to stop you from getting into, getting into heaven today. And why is it that when we talk to another person, we just blah, 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 we can't stop talking. When we talk to Jesus, it's just we just say the same three things. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah. Imagine what Jesus is thinking. Imagine you talking to somebody for half an hour and all they say is, hi, my name's Phil. Hi, my name's Phil. Hi, my name's Phil. Hi, my name's Phil. You're like, what's wrong with that person? What do you think God does when it's always say, hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah. 
It's called, it's called vain repetitions. It just doesn't mean anything. Your mind's not in it. Your mind's somewhere else. Do you want to sound like you're praying? You're not praying. You're just repeating some things. You, you're like a broken record. But uh, that's the power of being in the present. Get a hold of your thoughts and say, hey, I'm not, I'm cast those things off. I got, I got to get a hold of Jesus Christ right here, right now. And if we put our minds to that, which is God can touch you, God can bless you, God can pour out things in your life you've never experienced. But we have to understand what is standing right in front of us, the opportunity of which is. And so... This is real as it gets. We're in the middle of a war, spiritual warfare for the soul of mankind. People are committing suicide every day because they're tormented by demons. Others are addicted and bound by their vices and kids are being abducted and, and hell is enlarging herself. And there are people who have been delivered from darkness and, and we just show up to the well and where Jesus and says, well, this is how we've always done it. Or I, I've failed too many times, I can't do anything for you, Lord. Or, or I'm no good, or I, I used to do this and this and this for you, Lord. Do you remember how I did all those things for you? And Jesus is like, that's in the past. What does that mean to me right now? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what your past is. If you failed Jesus uh, time and time again, if you're here today and there's breath in your lungs, God's saying, "Okay, maybe today's the day you get it right. Maybe today's the day you start praying and getting a hold of God like you've never before." Why? If God has forgiven you, it's in your past, and leave it in the past. Don't bring your past into the future because it's gonna mess with you today. Or maybe we'll say one day, Lord, one day it'll happen, it'll, I'll step up one day. All the while, Jesus is thinking, I hope that they can just plug into the present. I hope that they can just reach out and grab a hold of me today, right now. Because all I have all my power available right now, this moment. And if they would just realize the, the, the weight and the severity of the moment that God has given us, uh, that we can just plug into that. And there is all power in heaven and earth waiting at our disposal, but we just have to be uh, plugged into that. Well, uh, what, what about this? And uh, I, I'm guilty of saying this. Revival's coming. Revival's coming. One day it'll be here. Well, what about now? Can we begin to have revival now? Can, is there any power that's available from heaven today? If we plugged into the Holy Ghost today like never before and the power of God now and the power will shake us, wouldn't that wake us up? Wouldn't we feel like revival arrived at our doorstep and wouldn't we be revived and wouldn't we be saying, I don't know what you're talking about, revival's already here. I think we're all waiting on somebody else to get revived. Revival means you get revived. 
You wake up spiritually. You get a hold of God like you never before, and that's revival. All it's got to do is start with somebody, and the, 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 the excitement and the overflow starts spilling out into other people's lives. Why? We're not waiting around for the future. Somebody got a hold of the present. Somebody said, I'm not waiting for you to catch on fire. I'm going to catch on fire today. I'm going to grab a hold of the altar of Jesus Christ. I'm going to get that fire poured in me today. And if you make up your mind to do that, you ain't going to care what everyone else is doing. Sometimes we care too much about what people think. And Jesus says, why don't you just grab a hold of me? You'll forget about them real quick. Musicians, if you would come. The key to being ready for what is to come and not have to worry about it is to give your all to Jesus right now. Give it all to him today, and he'll take your future. He'll take care of your future. He'll order their steps. Uh, he'll make a way. He'll open doors for tomorrow. But if you're worrying about tomorrow and trying to figure out how you're going to handle it, God says, okay, you handle tomorrow. All God wants us to do is seek his kingdom first, and that means today. You get a hold of today, Jesus today, he'll start worrying about your tomorrow. You just seek after him and find after him. If, if you give your all to him now, and start walking in his ways. You ain't got to worry about your future. God will take care of you. The, Bible, the word of God says that. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things will be added unto you. If we only lived our lives like we believe that verse. We wouldn't, be worried, we wouldn't have anxiety and all this stuff. Because Jesus said that's his problem. If I seek him today, tomorrow is God's problem. And so if we do that today, if we wake up tomorrow and we walk in his ways, then it's on God to handle everything else. If we seek him first, he has to take care of the rest. If you seize the opportunity that you have now and the power of God flows through your body, whatever happens later, whatever happens tomorrow, it's all gravy, baby. It doesn't matter. You get a hold of God today, you won't worry about tomorrow, later today. You'll have, a, you'll have encountered the power from Almighty God. And that will shake your soul. That will increase your faith. That will give you the joy you lost. That will restore your hope. That will do everything you need. Uh, every problem you have can be fixed if you get a hold of Jesus Christ today. If you want to learn from a man who, did, who didn't live for which was or didn't live for which is to come, but he lived to the fullest for which is, for, the, for today, man by the name of Moses. There was no other man like him. You tell me of another man that seized the now moment, climbed the mountain to be with God, and he lived up there in the moment. He lived for which is, and he didn't eat or drink a drop of water for 40 days because he was all about the moment. Why would I want to descend down this mountain and go get me a drink of water when I'm sitting in the glory of God? I'll forget about the water. I'll forget about the food. And soon enough, 40 days had passed, and he hadn't eaten a lick or drinking anything. Why? Because he was all about which is the moment. 
He tapped into the power of God in the moment and says, nothing else matters. Nothing else matters. The man who, who had to wrap his face because it, it glowed like a light bulb because he sat in God's presence so long. Tell me another person who's like that. It doesn't matter what happened yesterday. It didn't matter to Moses. What, whatever God has planned for tomorrow, that doesn't matter. All, all that matters to Moses is, hey, get me in your presence. I'll just sit there with you as long as you tell me to be here. And when you tell me to go, I'll go back down. Oh, 40 days have gone by and I didn't eat anything. Wow. When can I go back? When can I get back up to the mountain? How can I pass up this opportunity God has given me right now? How can I pass it up? What do we trade for God's glory right now? What do we get instead of an indescribable experience? What do we do? Thinking about ordering what, for, what we're going to eat for lunch today? That just took place of God's glory in your life. It's your mind's elsewhere. Moses lived for which is. And he walked in the miraculous. Every day was a miracle. Every day was just as unexplainable as the next. And that is how it is when you forget about the traditions and you forget about the faults of yesterday and you forsake the future and every step you take in the here and now, you are walking in his ways. You can walk in power and authority like you've never experienced. But your mind's got to be in it. Your mind's got to be in the moment. Psalms 103-7, our text. He made known his ways unto Moses, his acts unto the children of Israel. Who experienced the supernatural more? Moses or the children of Israel? He made known his ways to Moses, his acts to the children of Israel. Why the separation? Why the separation, Lord? Israel, the Israelites, I believe, lived in the past. They just couldn't get with the program, the now program. What God was trying to do in their midst, in their present, it just never really clicked with them. The acts of God were known to the children of Israel. If all you have is the acts of God, then you're living in the past. From one act of God to the next, one event to the next, there was no in-between. God opened the Red Sea. He made the bitter water sweet. He delivered manna, he delivered quail. Water came from a rock, smoke and fire on the mountain. And, and they heard the voice of God says, oh, no, we don't want to hear that. Uh, and so it goes on and on and on. All these acts, these events, these Things that God did and revealed and made known to the children of Israel. One act of God after the other. And they were always looking back at what God did, not what he's trying to do today. When they were looking back in the past to draw from, because they had to draw, their faith came from their past experience. Um, and that's all they had their faith for. And maybe it had been a while. Since God did an act. And so instead of realizing the power of the moment, what do they say? Let's go back to Egypt. 
Looks like God's done with his axe. He hasn't done anything more for me, so let's just go back to Egypt. Their mindset was always in the past. Can you imagine the opportunity of being able to assemble every day before the mountain of God and hear God speak? But they said, we don't want to hear that. Let Moses talk for us. And so they said, let's go back to Egypt. Because all they were do doing was surviving on past experiences, missing out on the things of the moment that God can do in their life, living off old bread, living off stale, bitter waters. And so they always missed out on what God was trying to do right there in the moment. You stand with me tonight. Meanwhile, he made... His no, he made known his ways unto Moses. There's something different here about his ways and his acts. His acts were made known to the children of Israel. His ways made known to Moses. His ways are the present, the here and now. With each step you take, is this the way that I should take, Lord, or is this the way? Is this your way? Do I step here, or should I step over here? Since God made his ways known to Moses, every step Moses took was with God. It was with the miraculous. Moses didn't know how long the journey would be to get to the promised land. Do you think he even cared? You're walking with God every day. You don't care how long it takes to get there. Every day is great. Every day living for God is, is a blessing. doesn't matter how bad the world gets. Hey, living for God today, a blessed day. Sister, As Sister Brigham says, we're blessed and highly favored. Every time I ask her how she's doing, blessed and highly favored. Amen to that. Living for God. Every day is blessed. It doesn't matter what's going on. And I, I don't even think Moses cared how long it took to get to the promised land. Why? He's up in the, he's in the mountain with God. It doesn't matter. You think it bothered him that he walked in circles in the desert for 40 years? It didn't bother, no, didn't bother Moses. It bothered the people. They're living in the past. Moses says, hey, you guys are missing out. Man. Check out the glory of God. Change your attitude today. Not a single bit did Moses worry. The man walked in God's ways. He was with God every single day. He goes on to say in Exodus 33, Now therefore I pray thee, this is Moses praying, If I have found grace in thy sight, show me now thy way, that I may know thee, that I may find grace in thy sight and consider that this nation is thy people. And he said, God said, my presence shall go with thee and I will give thee rest. And Moses said unto him, if thy presence go not with me, carry us not up hence. If your presence isn't going over there, don't take me there. I don't want to go there if your presence is not going there. I want to be here with you. 
I want to be in the present. I want to be in the moment and the, touching the glory of God and, and seeing your glory reflect off my face. If you're not going over there, Lord, don't send me over there. I'm staying here with you. If your presence doesn't go with me, I'm not going. That's somebody who's living in God's ways. Every way, every step is in God's ways. Because if your presence doesn't go, I wouldn't know where to go. I wouldn't know what to do. I'd be stuck trying to learn from my past to to help me get through today and and trying to figure out the future on my own and and I'd be worthless in the moment but but your presence that I feel in in my here and my right now is all that I need your presence God is my everything if it's not going there oh, oh take me there and Moses asked after that he said God show me your glory only somebody who lives in the now and walks in his ways says Lord show me your glory and what does God do something he never did to anybody else he says you can't see me face to face no man can do that and live he says what I'll do for you Moses since you walk with me you sit in my presence every day and all you want is me I'll put you up in the cleft of the rock and I'll let my, my back walk by you. My, 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 my glory, you, you'll be able to turn around just for a moment and you'll see this magic, majestic image of my glory passing by you. Why? Because Moses, you all you want is me. All you want to do, Moses, is be in my presence. And all you want to do is to walk in my ways. All you want to do is to take advantage of the opportunity that God has given you right now. So I ask you today, whatever you need in your life is found right here, right now. Jesus is here, but are you here? No, I see your body here. It doesn't mean you're here. You may hear my voice. It doesn't mean you're here. But I believe if you are here and you're seeking for what is, and you want everything that God has for you right now, I believe that if you come down to the altar and you just pour yourself out to Him to reach out and grab a hold of this opportunity to get a hold of Jesus Christ, His power is here today. Power to transform you. Power to heal you. Power to deliver you is here today. Will you walk out of here without it? Come on, forget about everyone else. You need to pour yourself out today. Because you may not get another opportunity. He has everything you need right here today. Can heal the brokenhearted, set the captives free, give sight to the blind, open the deaf ears. Anything and everything is available in the presence of God today. Today's your day. This is your moment. Come on, let's just cry out to Him today. Forget about everyone else. What do you need from God? Don't put it off for next week. The power of God is here today, right now, to heal. 
to deliver, to set free. Just close your eyes and just begin to seek Him with all your heart. Come on, let's worship Him. Come on, let's cry out to Him today. Don't let it pass you by. My life's nothing without you. Take my hand and lead me through. You are my sustainer. I rebuke the unclean spirit in the name of Jesus. I bind it in the name of Jesus. I bind the spirit of faith. Come on, believe. Let the healing virtue of God flow today. Let faith be released in this atmosphere. Anything is possible right now. leave him at the well alone get what you need today from Jesus here I am worshiping you with all I am worshiping you I'm bowing down in spirit and truth with
Thank him. Thank him for the moment. Thank him for what he's doing in our midst. We're not going to back down. We're not going to give in. We're not going to go back to the way things used to be. But we're going forward today. Walking in the ways of God. Not depending on his acts. But hey, I would be there right there every single day. The truth is, is if you walk in the ways of God, you're not going to miss out on anything. Moses was there for every act. He was there, front and center. But if you walk in his ways, you get to see more than what God is just doing in the midst because he does more in your life, your personal life, personal walk. Amen. God bless you all. Thank you for coming today. Pray that God would touch you. There's plenty of food out there. Grab a bag of food. Um, take it with you. Give it to somebody, whatever. We want to get rid of it. We got the bread as well. Amen. God bless you. Remember, chapter one tonight, chapter one. God bless you.